0: i'm just gonna do a short intro real short whoa i'm just gonna say this is sunday recap i'm joey clone that's it whoa okay i'm gonna save save the big one for the end
1: you should say like and
2: subscribe
0: if you know hit us with the
2: thumbs up thing (laughs) and the other one click on the bell and the the lips and the (laughs) tongue and the flame and the snake hit all those buttons (laughs) is that real
0: <laughs> okay. One of them is real. I'm yeah. so I <laughs> <out of loop laughs> The bell. bell I don't real. think there's a bell. I don't use social there, media. So I hear people is.
2: say this, but I don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, I don't see any of those things you're saying. Bell. Would that be like subscribe? Like an alert
0: system? Bell
2: thing? is like follow. What and is that subscribe on? is like,
1: like. Okay. <laughs> it's else. YouTube. YouTube. Uh-oh. There's two things there's subscribe and bell. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. I'm scared and, of YouTube.
0: What's it difference of subscribe and a bell?
1: I think uh, oh subscribe shows up in your feed, and a bell will pop up a notification at you every time there's a new video.
0: Oh. Yeah. Mm, interesting.
1: So passive and active. Yep.
0: Cool. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Sunday Recap. I'm Joey Clone, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, the pastor of something and something else. Boo.
1: Oh, I failed. No. Oh, a worship and communication. Sorry. Dave
2: McMurray pastor of preaching did you say mac murray mac murray is that how you say your name MC is an abbreviation uh which is pronounced differently by all sorts of different people my aunt says muck a lot of people say mick uh but i prefer to say mac because that is the original
0: muck donald it's just
2: mc I just don't think i've noticed that before do you mm-hmm. say that all the time uh i probably say it more and less strongly depending on my mood oh gosh that's so dave yeah
0: uh
1: i'm inconsistent i say it's mostly mick that's what you say yeah that's what i thought too he's sick today people so be kind to him yeah be nice i'm sick dave is sick i did give the other pastors (laughs) permission
2: to Knock me away from the microphone with a two-by-four if I start to say something heretical, because I am feeling sick. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't bring a two-by-four, but I mm. did
2: bring some star from
0: fruit that I want you to eat later on during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. You'll have to listen mm. to the sermon to mm-hmm. know what that's about. Yeah, or we'll bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess before we start, today is Tuesday, uh, I almost said September. Okay, January 21st, uh, the time is 3.45 it is not Monday at 11 o'clock because Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It was a holiday. We took the day off. Mm-hmm. At least I took the day off.
2: I were mostly took it off. I I think I, uh, you were
0: here. I saw stuff in mm-hmm. the office that made me think you were here. I watched stuff moved.
2: some MLK Day videos. Mm-hmm. I
0: did some uh, car washing here mm-hmm. in the office. And then I came by the office. Okay. Yeah. See, I saw things moved around, and I thought the only yep. culprit would be David.
2: I for moved my things. naughty books out of that office. <laughs> those were actually the things. Um, uh, I'm sorry. They're not <laughs> naughty. They're books <laughs> that were naughtily put in the wrong place. That's what I meant. <laughs> all things are pure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, I just was wondering, since we're daylight in the podcast, everybody's getting this a day late or maybe later, depending on how long we go. Mm. Sorry to all of you. What did you guys do on your day off? Dave said he washed a car. He came to work. He
2: listened to things. What did you listen to? Watch some MLK videos and listened to them. A variation of watching and listening. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time when I watch something, I listen to it too. Mm-hmm. So that's but good. sometimes I'll turn on a video and just listen and not actually watch it. So Dude, that's, that's where it gets That's what all confusing. the kids are doing these days. Mm.
0: That's how you get podcasts on YouTube. They uh, put them up, but they watch them sometimes. So just huh. listen to them. Okay. This we podcast do that. will be on YouTube soon. Yeah. We could just like put a picture of an apple or a oh, no! candy like, bar and no, then they, play it they actually film like, oh, like recording the
2: YouTube video of the podcast yeah
0: but it's basically a video of just people sitting and talking I've thought about okay. doing that we might move that way at some point
2: we have to move this giant black circle from in front of our faces though
0: yeah we would okay. it's true Chris shook his head no. Just be bandits. (laughs) Just be bandits.
2: (laughs) Just keep it. We actually could keep it if I Mm. angled the camera a little higher or something. We'll see. Just so you know, dear listener, I feel a low-grade nervousness during every podcast because I cannot see Joey or Chris's mouths. And it makes me uncomfortable.
0: I move my face to the side and smile at
2: you so you can know well, that I'm
0: smiling. When I'm not talking, I try and move it away so that you can see my face.
2: So, but it would sound funny. So you listen, word, everybody. Then we turn our face, smile, and then have to go back. See, this is up close. <coughs> this is where the chocolate rain away. song comes in, dear listener, so you can understand how this microphone hygiene works. And, and
0: we'll let you Google it. Chris, what did you do on your day off? <laughs>
2: I did chores all day so that my
1: wife could plan for homeschooling all day. Ooh. The kids played in the backyard. Oh,
2: nice. What a sacrificially loving husband you are.
0: I was grumpy at the end of the day, but mm. it was worth it. <laughs> 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 and you kept your kids outside all day. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. I did lots of chores, several runs to Home Depot and stores, mm. etc. Got stuff done,
2: which was mm. good. Oh, you know what else I did? I helped my son pack to leave. Oh, sad. <gasps> All right, forget that. Let's not think about it. He I had thought, to go back to I thought to he was leaving in the morning. In the morning. That's what I'm packed saying. packed and I, ready? I, I, that was the first thing I did in the day was we packed uh, him. He left at nine. You forgot about it. So just sad. Dave it. is uh, sick I'm trying to deny it alone. and not think about it. I miss him. Come oh, moment back, of silence. I wanted
0: Come to back. leave a moment of silence, but I felt like it would be awkward in a in a podcast format just oh, have okay. silence. Fair enough. Uh, so you recommended some books about MLK. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your sermon yesterday, I was thinking, tell us them again real quick, and then we'll get started. Letter from a
2: Birmingham jail, and uh, that's justice. by MLK. And then Let Justice Roll Down by John Perkins, who is was a black pastor in the middle of civil rights era in Mississippi. His story is, is pretty awesome and highly recommend that book. It's really good. And Switchfoot writes songs about him. Yeah, Switchfoot writes songs mm-hmm. about him. Good job, switch foot. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. The sound, its mm. parenthetical name is the John Perkins blues, I think? Something like that. Something like that. Yep. I don't
0: know. Well, this week we are on week three of week three? Titus. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. The book of Titus, week three, looking at <coughs> chapter Sorry. one, verse 10 through 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost said 19, but I knew it was 16. Mm-hmm. And your title this week was Reject False Gospels, so yes. uh, last week we saw all the good fruits and good characteristics of a good teacher or a good mm-hmm. leader, you applied that also to a good Christ follower, I guess, mm-hmm. a good um, little Christ, right? That's what the word oh, yeah. Christian means, little mm, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is everything broken, Chris? Are you all right? All right. He got a thumbs up. We're all good. Switchfoot reference. If there we, we go. had a video, we mm-hmm. would have got a thumbs up. You would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week is rejecting false gospels. And uh, I guess before we get to the main points, you started with some toilet talk.
2: Mm, um, yes. Some toilet <laughs> imagery. Regretfully so, but I felt like I needed to go there.
0: And <laughs> I, I guess you're talking about basically certain things are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Or certain things are sewage toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to keep that out of the church. Yep. Do you want to talk any bit about your imagery of toilets? Not necessarily the illustration, but maybe reason for the illustration or, or
2: what it meant? Yeah, I think, man, I don't know how I got there, but I was just trying, you know, I'm always trying to think of an <laughs> image of, you know, an image that coincides with the main concept of the passage. And so the main concept of the passage is, uh, healthy doctrine is good and bad doctrine is bad and you know hurts us and kills us and causes problems so I was trying to think of where that kind of pro con healthy unhealthy contrast lives and so plumbing came to me somehow
1: well even specifically I appreciated the like <laughs> so the toilet stopped up and you have to lean in to take care of the problem mm, and yeah. and you don't want you want to just stay away from it and run away and I thought that was a, that was a pretty powerful thing of it, mm-hmm. you just want to not have anything to do with it rather yes. than actually having to, to press in and, <laughs>
2: and adulting. care. Yeah, yeah. It's adulting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a sneeze coming, so it might come in the middle of my sentence, but uh, <laughs> you talked about the function of a toilet being to bring clean water in and to take sewage out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Bless God you. bless you. Gazund hype. health salute to you um yeah so i thought i thought it was a pretty good intro pretty good conclusion help us think about things that are gross and things that are hard sorry I'm, i said something i did something i, think I don't know i really got
2: chris going he's losing oh. it no
0: that's pretty good no not bad you did all right good job dude uh, no i just thought it was a nice way to say this mm-hmm. is gonna be hard yeah but It's bad and gross, and sometimes we have to do hard things with things that are bad and gross and not good for us. You said uh, that you have two options when a toilet is overflowing either run away, well, I guess more than two options, but (laughs) run away, or just like live in the sewage, or Mm. take care of the problem, right? Oh, yeah. So, anyways, Mm that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's all I was saying. Thank you. Thank you. Uh if you all laughed at that, hit the um bell and the subscribe and the thumbs, thumbs up, up and the like fire and let us know what you think about and leave a our mail. horrible comments to Dave that are funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're so mean to Dave. Don't judge us. <laughs> all right. Our three main I feel points loved. uh false gospels are religious from verse 10. Mm -hmm. False Gospels are cancerous, from verse 11 through 13. And False Gospels are artificial, from Mm -hmm. verse 14
2: through 16. Mm -hmm. Um, Have anything you want to say before we just jump into it? Well, a little backstory. I kept changing my mind on the title. Mm -hmm. I kept switching between fake and false. And when I loaded it into the PowerPoint, I have someone who helps me with it. I titled it one thing, and then I put another thing on my subpoints, and had forgotten that i'd changed my mind so when i stood up to preach i thought i was going to say fake for everything and i turned on my powerpoint and it said false and it kind of threw me so uh-oh. Mm. that's just a little mm. backside weirdness of dave changes his mind a lot on little things like that and causes confusion
0: yeah, on Thursday you said you were talking about false gospels being external, mm-hmm. and you changed it to artificial. I yep. thought that was a good change. Thank you. I liked that. Mm-hmm. thought it was probably more clear and more and kind of helped get to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. Thank you. Thank so, you for helping me with that. So today we're going to say fake gospels are religious. Then, <laughs> then everyone's <laughs> going to be confused. <laughs> we'll mess <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll mess up all the time. But your premise for point number one, which comes... Just from verse 10 false gospels are religious i guess your premise uh maybe is that uh, we expect false gospels to be anti-religious mm. or yeah, uh, yeah. or to go in the other direction from religion uh, but they can sneak up on us uh, mm-hmm. and be religious yep so i think that summarizes it and you gave several examples of mm-hmm. um some that those could be etc mm-hmm. um I guess the verse 10, you said something like it starts with a list of of bad things, um, you know, being insubordinate, etc. But um, he says, especially the circumcision party. I was wondering if we want to talk about anything why, especially
2: the circumcision party? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul is saying that the circumcision party. Sorry, I got confused because Joey just walked out of the room. <laughs> 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 What's happening? We can say anything we ah! want. Okay, Dave, why? Joey's gone. No. Joey's <laughs> gone.
0: Ah!
2: Um, no, say, okay, why especially so the circumcision, why especially yes, the circumcision yes, party? That's yes. a good question. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> had like
2: 15 seconds to talk about it all sorry I was having a meltdown when you walked out um sorry I feel so much just, better Joey's I, back here I, everything's okay people sorry
0: someone knocked at the door and I felt the presence that they were still there yeah <laughs> I could. have my window covered maybe I should keep it uncovered when we yeah, podcast he could feel
2: them but hovering
0: I felt it so I had, to, I had to go. isn't that weird how human beings can feel
2: someone else anyway mm. um, it just
0: felt like a knock that didn't like knock and then realize it wasn't okay and leave it was like a knock that was a there waiter, expectant know. patient mm. knock it It was probably like
1: the circumcision party standing outside of the door. (laughs) 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 So,
0: So. (laughs) this is what happens when you get us at, you know, in the afternoon (laughs) instead of in the morning. I'm so curious to hear what Dave has to say
2: about this. (laughs) So... (laughs) I think ah, the, the big idea of a false gospel is that salvation by flesh, not spirit. And... Galatians really thoroughly hammers this down. Like that's what the whole book is about. And then it gets these great side mentions in all of Paul's other letters. And so in Galatians, Paul shows really conclusively that the life of rebellion and following your own heart and running full stop in rebellion against God actually ends up being a form of self-salvation, just like religious self-salvation. They're both a salvation of the self and the flesh that's not trusting Jesus. And so, I was trying to help people to see that and trying to say it in a new way That—that that is where the text is leading us is, you know, Paul's talking about Crete and they're a bunch of pirates and it's got this reputation for wildness and that's a lot of what this passage is about. And then he throws in this, what seems like a curveball, especially the Jewish legalists. They're especially bad, like all these pirate insubordinate rebels, you know. Um, so I was just trying to point out that, that that ends up in the same place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you said this or not, but it was mm-hmm. Jesus plus something
0: else, right? It's yeah, not what yeah. actually saved you. And you gave yeah. some examples of what that looks like or might look like mm-hmm. today. What were some of those, or are there other ones that you didn't include mm. yeah. in your sermon uh, for lack of, for sake of time, etc.? Yeah.
2: I think, this is the beautiful thing about this recap, I've, I've, I think boiled it down even better but um, well no I haven't because I'm sick and I don't even know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> but, but, but what tea. the examples I gave because I have my notes were just because someone quotes the Bible doesn't mean they're actually pointing you to Jesus and case in point is the Pharisees and Jesus hammered them all the time that they were misleading people they're leading people to Bible but not really to God's mercy and love um, and so to be careful and I think I use the Isaiah 6 paradigm for good Bible teaching should, you know, show us more of God's greatness and holiness and sovereignty, show us more of our own sin, and show us more of God's kindness, grace, and forgiveness. Um, But sometimes people just point to the Bible and they're really just pointing you to religion and self-salvation and using the Bible to justify it. And then I said the other one is there's a kind of Pentecostal emphasis on signs and wonders or insights and tried to emphasize that I believe that all that is possible and God can do whatever he wants, but that a better emphasis would be fruit of the spirit and you know life change, which goes back to the qualifications last week of, of changed lives. And then the last one was tradition. Um, and I think I said this differently in first and second service, but I tend towards being overly anti-traditional. I struggle with that because I've seen how tradition has failed. Um, And so on all of these, I think, like, whatever you've been burned by, you tend to probably be more weird about, you know? So I'm probably most weird about tradition because of that. But it's, you know, all these things obviously are possible to be done well and Jesus-centeredly. Yes. I was thinking of... of
1: a couple of things to unpack. Uh, so my mind was thinking, it, it's interesting to, to try to, um, to to talk about the gospel, what we mean by false gospel, too, mm-hmm. even just to unpack that more specifically, because I think w- 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 the way we use the gospel is, is beautiful. And I, just unpacking the, um, so the gospel saves and is what grows us it's say mm-hmm. we don't just graduate yeah. from the gospel we keep yeah. walking in the gospel as the thing that gives us our identity Amen. and so because of that so when we're talking about false gospel there's actually two two ways that we get it wrong it's mm-hmm. it's either we're saying something else can save you mm-hmm. so that's possibly the biggest thing but But say so something else can save you but then also we're saying something else can give your life meaning and identity and Mm. be the thing that that really is what keeps you Mm. and so um so in small group we were talking about that so i I just thought that was an interesting foundation so maybe when we're talking about proclaiming the truth to save a lost soul we need to be very clear about that that it's not all these other things but then also for those of us who've Um, turned to Jesus and repented and and are seeking to follow him, we're tempted to find our identity in something else Mm -hmm. as well. And um, so to me, I think on that second side of the things where you're tempted to find your identity and your hope in something else, um, it's kind of like uh, false religion is a... It's like a shield to make you feel better about yourself. Mm. <laughs> or 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 sometimes I said it's like a resume to, to make you feel better about yourself. So there's all these mm-hmm. things that are like, I do not feel okay. hmm And doing this will make me feel okay by displaying to you mm-hmm. all the ways that I am okay. Right? Like yeah. and so so then that that conversation became very interesting and started to bring up these things, a small group about uh, like what are the ways we do that well um the ones that came to mind for me were these achievements these these religious acts that are they become almost can be separated from from a, a relationship with god like even your mm-hmm. bible reading plan can become these check boxes that you're just doing to, to feel better about yourself rather than this is to meet with god and to grow and allow him to speak into my life in an active way yeah. um the other one that came to mind was Uh, these prayer words that we use. Like I just watched these young believers um, and how they don't have this, this language. And it's not wrong to use certain words, but there is this, Mm. this interesting game we'll play play when praying out loud and start to pick up these same little Mm. churchisms and colloquialisms Mm -hmm. and, and say, okay, now I can show to other people that I am a good person and know how to pray because I use the catchphrases and, uh, and again I just I think that that helped me a lot to think of man what's the what's the resume that I am trying to to display and the last thing that was really important to me I know I'm going on forever but the last thing that was really I thought was a big deal is like be careful to not activate that in someone else like be careful to not mm-hmm. in our community Cause someone else to want to put on false religion, like mm. if you're if you're just being judgmental or um, just making people feel like they're not accepted by Jesus, and I don't accept you, and that that's a quick like um, trigger that can put them straight back to I'm okay. Oh oh, I got to defend myself. I gotta I gotta put on my my church clothes and show you how good I am. And I just think there's this graciousness that we need to keep fostering um and be be aware of man am, when am i tempting someone else to put on their false religion and to mm-hmm. fall back into that so
2: yeah
0: yeah I, th- I think when you were talking about tradition and you said for you it's you know it's a big one because it's something that you've seen done poorly and mm-hmm. and you want to push against it etc but you did say oh, gosh i think it's all blurring together. I think yeah. you said in the sermon but maybe we just talked about it um something like, you know, the, the goal of it is that it, it points you to Jesus and draws you to Jesus and, yeah. and it turns your heart towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think when Chris was talking, I was thinking, oh, duh, it's, you know, you said, we'll know false teachers and false gospels by their fruits, mm. but this is looking at yourself and your own gospels you're saying to yourself mm-hmm. and looking at your own fruits and being like, oh, can I know myself from my fruits too, mm-hmm. uh, which i never. I don't know if I've ever thought of it that mm-hmm. way, that clearly, until you were, were talking mm. right now. But yeah, um, I guess guess the overarching um, thought on this comes in your your illustration um, when you're talking about orienting ourselves to the truth. Mm-hmm. So a wolf in sheep's clothing, or mm-hmm. looking at counterfeit money, mm-hmm. example. Um, so one way to recognize something's a false religion. Um, is through the fruit, like we talked about, but then Mm -hmm. also by knowing what's true. Mm. Um, Yeah. uh, I guess you recommended some
2: books at this point. You want to talk about the books you recommended? or Yeah, Uh, Christian Beliefs by, uh, I think it's Wayne and Elliot Grudem. I think Father and Son did that one together. It's like 20 basic Christian beliefs, so it's kind of a primer or an introduction to theology. Um, And then it's a pretty simple, short book. Uh, And then... It's up on the shelf. Boom. And then there's another one called Delighting in the Trinity, which I would say is both a little harder, but also more fun kind of in the way it's written. It's got a little more humor and more interest to it, but it's also a little harder. So they're both not very long books about basic theology. Uh, So Delighting in the Trinity is Michael Reeves. Christian Beliefs is Grudem and Grudem. And yeah, I thought those were just some basic Theology books are helpful on uh, yeah centering yourself on who Jesus is, and I'd recommended these grace books a few weeks ago to the uh, Prodigal God by Keller and Transforming Grace by uh, Bridges and I don't know brain's gone now. But. On Instagram. Books so, from a couple weeks ago. You're sounding more too.
0: and more sick as we go, so we better we better push forward. We <laughs> wore them out. Uh, I don't remember the context of this exactly, but in this section, I wrote, "Jesus obeyed for you, so that mm-hmm. you can obey now." Mm-hmm. I think Amen. that's that a good, good translation. Translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, transition mm-hmm. into our next point. Doo-doo-doo. I'm pushing us. All right. Second point is false or fake gospels are cancerous. This is from verse 11 through verse 13. Mm -hmm. I'd say, or I would argue that your premise for this is that they will kill you. Mm -hmm. Um, So not all quote-unquote truth is equal. Um, Some ideas are actually bad and or dangerous, Mm -hmm. and they need to be cut out Mm. like a cancer. Surgery. Um, Anything on this before we jump into it that we need to
2: start with? Uh, this is where he had the strongest language, so that was kind of part of that, pointing towards death. He used the word, in the original Greek, it's muzzle and cut out, are the two words he uses that kind of get smoothed over in English to silence and sharply rebuke. And he used the whole, Cretans are evil beasts and lazy gluttons and Mm -hmm. liars, (laughs) so that's pretty strong language, too. Liars! Yeah. Uh...
0: I thought it was interesting, and maybe we could talk about it, maybe not, but the part where he says to rebuke them that they might be bought, brought back to sound doctrine, mm-hmm. and you gave a little bit of a case for, this is different and interesting, because most of the time in scripture he says, forget them, like, let them be mm-hmm. cursed. yeah, um, Let them go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In this section, he doesn't do that. Do you have an idea, a reason for why? Did you present that in your sermon? Should I just... Move I did on.
2: that wasn't the sermon. Yeah, I did say that and uh Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I don't know what more to say about it really. It's just like yeah, it's hopeful. I think grammatically it's it's vague enough that he could he could actually be saying forget these false teachers and rebuke them so that the church people could be that that is a possibility, but it is vague enough. I just wanted to note, huh? He actually seems to be holding out hope here. So I think the things I was trying to think
1: through with that too, is, um, just that, that fine line between the original intended audience. So, so Paul is talking to Titus Titus. yeah. Yeah. So he's telling, you know what I mean? Like the Mm -hmm. difference between this is directly to me, I need to do this, versus is this a leader thing? Is this a. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, I I don't know that there's much that can be gleaned, or I don't know if you had any thoughts on really is this directly to You should ask, uh, Chris. uh, I thought
2: about that a lot because Mm. mm, uh, there's this phrase in the Protestant world called TR, or truly reformed. Hmm. And these are like hardcore Protestant Puritan Calvinists that tend to kind of like nitpick and push back on broad evangelicalism, you know hmm. and so they will make thing they'll say things like the Great commission is really not for the church. it's just for the twelve disciples. Oh, you know so wow. so there is a lot of that that floats around out there, and so i've I've wrestled with that because i I can see contextually how you you could make that argument like this command was given to that person in that time it's not for us but i think um when you read the whole new testament in context it's it's obvious that there is simultaneously a member leader distinction that does exist but that that basically all the commands given to the disciples are also given to us and really the only thing that doesn't apply is writing the bible you know hmm. like Everything else is repeated in enough ways and enough places that we can receive these commands given to Titus as the responsibility of the whole body, you know? Mm-hmm. This is a responsibility for the body. And does Titus have maybe more particular responsibilities? And, you know, to maybe we in this room as pastors have more particular responsibilities than the average church member? Well sure, but the the church as a whole is responsible. And I think that's one of the things that congregational churches get probably better than than other forms of church governance, right? Because they they stress that in their congregationalism like they're all responsible, you know. Um but anyway, I don't know if that was an answer, but
1: no, definitely. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. So I keep hitting things yeah sorry. Everybody's banging
0: in things today. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Somebody came in here and moved everything I happen to my been office. Moved one inch. So yeah,
1: no, that make that makes sense. And I think the other thing that kind of was rattling in my brain at Small Group was and you know, we talked a little bit about um was what this looks like, what the role is, and then what So I guess, so So one thing I thought of is when I hear Rubikin sharply, for some reason, my brain immediately goes to stand up in the room of a thousand people and yell at the preacher when he says something wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I know, obviously, that's not the only way and the only place and probably not even the best or most, you know, helpful way to do that for sure. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But that did bring up the question of uh, what are the wise ways to do it? And then... Even maybe more interestingly, someone brought up when I'm at a different church and and something like that happens. What is that my responsibility? Is you know things mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know if you had any thoughts in that, those directions.
0: Man, years ago, do you? Remember, someone stood up in the middle of one of our services and said something to you. Is that Think accurate? they asked a question? Did they happen to
2: Kyle, one of our our church planters out in Cove? Someone oh, wow. stood up. And ask something weird. It happened to me at Temple Bible. Oh yeah. Vaguely, that's what it was. That's what it I don't was. Happened here, I vaguely though.
0: remember it happening here. must okay, have maybe. been with Kyle was or something. It yeah. was like two
2: thousand and eleven or twelve. I don't yeah. remember. But. So I think it happened to Kyle here and happened to me in Temple. <laughs> Both times they were kinda of like oddball people that it kind of it blew over and it was fine. But man, in Temple I had two weird things happen in one day. I you did three tell it. services. I was preaching a story. I wasn't preaching a story. I was telling a story, preaching about kind of the expectation and waiting. It was a Christmas sermon, birth narrative. So I told the story of how everything went wrong in our first delivery, and my wife was in trouble, and the baby was in trouble, and purposefully left it hanging, and I was going to kind of come back around a few minutes later and tie up the loose ends of the story, leaving some suspense, read the text. Get that umbilical cord. Yeah. (laughs) The guy guy stands up and says what happened to your wife he yelled like uh i was like well it's upsetting isn't it that was the goal (laughs) i love that story i did turn red i did get hot but i was able to respond winsomely in the moment and you know just keep rolling with the sermon and then that same day like someone collapsed in the bathroom and the deacon walked down this like i was at temple bible which is you know a huge 20 million member church and so this deacon's like walking down the aisle while i'm preaching like his eyes are locked on mine while i'm preaching and he's just cruising the right form it was like a real awkward long moment mm-hmm. and he finally gets to me and says someone's collapsed in the bathroom can you ask if there's a doctor and so then i'm like is there a doctor, someone's collapsed, and of course, this is in Temple, so which there's is a, doctors, a regional yeah. medical center. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like 50 people stand up, it was hilarious. Anyway, both happened in the same day. Men. We got off on a tangent, didn't we? So No, that's good. Uh, it's oh, an interesting story. so should story. the average yeah. person stand up and rebuke someone in church? <laughs>
1: yeah, you're implying the answer in your <laughs> story, but... I, I, I mean, what it's interesting think? to what say, well, it's think? interesting to say maybe, uh, I mean, especially as a, as a preacher, how would you prefer they go about it? You know, but also, um, <laughs> how
2: would I prefer to be rebuked publicly? Yeah, no, but right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I so, prefer rotten fruit. That is my to, preferred method. <laughs> don't tempt me. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: But no, I mean, I'm pretty sure you would say not standing up and yelling. I think most of us wouldn't even want to do that. But what is the correct, what would be a more healthy way?
2: Rebuke them sharply and silence them, I think, assumes jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. So that is, So to, to go back now, to bring it back full circle to, is this just for the leadership? Is this for the average person? So that's the distinction I made in the sermon. I was like, well, the organizational leaders have one set of controls for doing this, and then You, the average Christian, have one set of controls for turning on and off voices in your life. And then there's a whole spectrum in between that, I would assume, based on your jurisdiction and your permissions and authority and stuff. Yeah,
0: Mm. and I I want to go there because, Mm -hmm. but before we go there, I just want to clarify, false or fake gospels, when we say that, you know we just talked about it looking religious Mm -hmm. Um, this next one that you talked about is a way that doesn't really look religious it's something that we might not even think of as a gospel right Mm -hmm. so in in this instance we might say something like a false voice or a false Mm -hmm. worldview or a false um i don't know but Mm -hmm. this part you're talking about now is, is media right yeah and you said um summarizing you not quoting you um that there's two common options um Uh basically be laid back, turn off your brain when you're consuming media, whether that's Mm -hmm. you know, um Facebook with the like button or YouTube with the bell that I learned about (laughs) Mm. or Or Instagram with with the the heart (laughs) or TikTok with the music. No, they don't do music anymore. Whatever. Or T V
2: with your clicker.
0: Yeah, T V with your clicker. Uh or your microwave with your beeper. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but whenever you're consuming media, uh, mm-hmm. you you basically were saying there's two common options. Either be laid back uh, and turn off your brain or just burn everything is what yeah. the two common options are. So yeah. um, somebody who, who's a Christian might say, I don't need to worry about it. Like, it's chill. I just need a break. I want to turn mm-hmm. off my brain, turn on mm-hmm. Netflix, put on whatever is popular. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Or somebody might say, I'm doing nothing. I'm not having internet in my home. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing uh, television in my home. Mm -hmm. I'm not nothing. Complete cultural retreat. I I guess that's the modern-day equivalent of breaking your LPs or pulling the tape out of your... um, Mm -hmm. Cassettes. Cassettes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Yeah, so I was trying to make the case, really making much out of the Rebuke Them Sharply, which is literally cut it out I showed a picture of a surgeon marking the place he would cut I was trying to make this the case for precision in rejecting the bad and accepting the good and having a gospel conversation with the people in our lives and the media in our lives <clears throat> and I think that's harder to do it's easier to just yeah not care or just reject everything
1: and that's. I think that's. It's worth saying. That's a good know thyself moment too. Mm-hmm. Like that. That there may not really be a one size fits all mm-hmm. um, level or or you know, yeah. you're, the gosp- the false gospels you're tempted by may be different than the person next to you mm-hmm. or that you're most tempted by. And so, yeah. being aware of yourself and what, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. person may be totally not tempted to trust in romantic comedies. I I don't know what it is, but but really, yeah, knowing yourself and your own heart tendencies.
2: Well, yeah, there are certain things that are more of a temptation or more of a... lures us towards sin. There are certain things that... I think we have blind spots on, too. I I was just talking to somebody last night. Uh, Yeah, I'll keep it anonymous, but this person prefers country music. Um, Bless their heart. And they were talking about how certain forms of music were more vulgar than country music, like country mm. music. Well, sometimes they talk about bad things, but basically it's good. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not how it seems to me. But of course I, I don't like country music. So I, I noticed the, the problems, you know, like I noticed the negativity. So I think our preferences play into all this too. Like if you really like something, you're going to think it's better than the other things. You mm. know, mm. So I just thought that was kind of funny that he thought yeah. country music was somehow holier. And I was like, dude no it's not it, it like seems like there's all kinds of simple stuff in country music well and that's completely the uh the
1: danger is the wrapping paper you love the most the, yeah. the danger is the medium that is like i am willing to swallow anything with this certain coating of sugar on it you know yes, that, yes. like so that's why it's even more confusing mm-hmm. is often right the place you need to be most careful is the place you mm-hmm. feel most Right, comfortable, like, yeah. like, it, it, there's an over-comfortability Like, what, what makes yeah. you shut your brain off? So, yeah, that's fascinating.
2: Right. So, like, as guys, maybe we like action movies more than romantic comedies, and we could be like, "Well, sorry, wife, that romantic comedy has a non-Christian worldview; we're not watching it." <laughs> but the action movie with the evil worldview—that's just fine, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's easy to excuse what you like.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess the. The two
2: options said another way would be
0: either go in guns blazing and shoot mm-hmm. everything out of your lives. Yeah. Um, or I guess go in like with your hands up, surrendered, <laughs> yes. just take whatever is given to you, spoon yeah. fed to you. Take my brain. And you, and you said it. you were arguing along the mm-hmm. cancer, um, metaphor, analogy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. simile, uh, sorry, Autumn, uh, <laughs> and Carol probably, uh, but you're arguing that the, the right option is to come in with with precision and precision yeah. tools. And the way to do that is to, to first off, you know, there's some things you should just cut out and block off completely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give yourself guardrails. Rails, but within those guardrails, yeah. to, um, to look at things through a Christian worldview and Christian uh, paradigm, see what truth is being told here, what beauty is being shown here, um, yeah. what, what is not good. So... So, I guess you're not allowed to turn off your brain would be like the first one, right? Mm-hmm. The first step. And then you said some options were some websites, some books, some ideas for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were those?
2: So, I think the two categories in Christian theology, are, they're called worldview and apologetics. They overlap, but worldview is kind of like constructing almost like a schema for understanding what certain people believe and certain groups believe and what we believe. A what? Schema.
0: Schema. Framework, framework. Kind of. dude. Yeah.
2: I heard <clears throat> ski muffs. I was like, what Sorry. are ski muffs? <laughs> um, Sorry. They have those things over your ears. And uh, so, yeah, worldview training. There's a book on worldview by Philip Riken that's helpful. Um, there's a book called How to Stay Christian in College by Jay Bujachevsky, I think, is helpful. And then my favorite apologetics book. Apologetics is more like reasons for the faith. Like I said, both of these categories, apologetics and worldview, kind of overlap, but they're two different ways of describing this art and science of theology, but it's called The Reason for God by Tim Keller, and I, I love that book. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it like four times, read it with all my kids, and worked on it You know, with some other groups and stuff. So I think just growing in your knowledge of either worldview or apologetics, and then practicing... Discernment, I guess, would be the, the skill. Practicing discernment of listening and saying what is true and what is not. And in this text, Paul does that. Paul quotes a false prophet of another religion slash culture, pokes fun at it, affirms some of it, uses it for his gospel agenda, and so he's, he's kind of modeling it, right? Uh, and he does the same thing in Acts chapter 17, where he quotes their poets, uh, references their architecture, and then he goes to the gospel and, and submits that under the lordship of Christ.
1: That made me that made me think of something as well. Um, just in our general approach to uh, to media and entertainment, it ties in perfectly, I think, to what you're saying. But this question of am I going to these forms of entertainment to escape reality or mm. to embrace it more fully? Mm. And 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 when your your stance towards that and being aware of that immediately shows you whether it's a false comfortable like it all in some sense before you even start watching the movie if you're going there to i mean it's it's okay to relax and 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 wind down a bit but if you're constantly running to films or whatever facebook you know um to escape and to shut off and to be able to turn off your mind and to be able to be away Mm, from all your cares you're already saying this is the thing that's going to give me peace i can stop looking to god and just look to this thing and so that's really
2: good I, i mean i i'm guilty of that i've i've talked about this i think already in the podcast but just phase of life with my kids growing up i've started watching tv and movies uh way more and uh, yeah i find myself doing that like i'm using it as a narcotic instead of a thoughtful (laughs) engagement with the world or an anesthetic yeah anesthetic yeah and
1: and and that's exactly my point is the other way is more work but it's also Mm -hmm. not asking that entertainment to give you peace but the other way is saying i'm going to look at i'm going to look at this thing through the reality and for the purpose of pressing deeper into real life and and taking some gleaning something and being actively involved Mm -hmm. in this in this (laughs) moment um again yeah i I have the same problem i love to escape um and so just staying keeping your mind turned on and not even approaching those things as as the salvation you want um is important so
0: and did you already say the website you didn't right there's a Mm. website oh yeah
2: ransomfellowship.org and that's a website to look at Yeah, he's got a free ebook that something like Babylon something and so his whole framework is think of us as like living in Babylon, like the exiles were, Jeremiah twenty nine, and we would both disagree with the Babylonians and want to correct them and bring them to the biblical knowledge of God, but we would also affirm some of what they believed because they're made in the image of God. And so that's his whole discernment paradigm of Kind of exegeting culture, movies, books, music. And so he's got a bunch of examples on his website about that. And you said
0: that's a free book? Free book. Free
1: (laughs) book. That's another funny thing, too, is are you consuming the Babylonians... A literature without ever talking to the Babylonians. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean like right. are you giving yourself a pass so I mean again right. th- we are not above this people but yeah. that's a thing like that's do you so ever funny. discuss that? Because you could be doing it in order to
2: discuss and never So that discuss I can it. talk to Babylonians yeah. about Jesus I'm consuming their culture. <laughs> Whoops, I never talked to anybody <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's
1: a those yeah interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: not technically related to the media but to this theme of Apologetics, etc mm-hmm. another website uh s t r sierra tango romeo stand re- .org stand Ooh. to reason yeah yeah they've got a lot of um, defenses and mm-hmm. ideas and mm-hmm. you know a lot of uh, question and answer type stuff like nah, should i watch this movie should i do mm-hmm. this I? so there's a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff there as well we're going to move to the final point false and or fake Gospels are artificial. Man, fake gospels are artificial would have sounded really strange. Redundant, so it might have worked redundant, out redundant, for you yeah. with false gospels being artificial. <laughs> That's from verse 14 and 16, 14, 15, and 16. And I would say your premise was something like, uh, oh man, my writing. External, I say it every week. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm just going to push you through. You just have Catherine write the notes for you. I know. Uh, external, and then I put slash, fix what's on the outside they don't fix on our our heart yeah so uh it's looking at a false gospel as something that's outside of us kind of like the i guess uh whitewashed tombs mm. type thing right Yeah. jesus has a bunch of those yeah fix what's on the outside not fixing what's washing the outside of hearts. the
2: dish but the inside is dirty mm-hmm. ew <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Gross. And, and so this is kind of part that talks about to the pure all things being pure mm, yeah uh In this section, you went to mark seven mm-hmm. hebrews eight so mark seven is like uh you 're worried about the outside i 'm worried about the heart yeah hebrews eight is like um uh God not removing or changing the law, but he 's writing the law in our hearts mm-hmm. um
2: thoughts on yeah mark seven is really interesting. I would really encourage people, if they're doing further study, to reread Mark 7 and reread the section because there are several touch points. I was focusing on the external purity and defilement stuff, but there's this whole other layer from verse 14 about commandments of men. It says commandments of people in our translation, but that also is an echo of, of the prophecy in Isaiah that Jesus is picking up in the same section. So I think it's pretty clear that Paul is, is echoing this passage particularly sure.
0: so I was gonna I don't know so maybe the idea might be something like the external like just makes us feel good is that mm. kind
2: of an idea related or like it's uh, like the ability uh, to just be done it's time to go home Christopher that wasn't my phone Sorry. everybody keep, Some going, other keep person's. going don't worry
0: you. <laughs> just pretend like it didn't happen guys
2: just pretend oh, yeah. like it didn't happen keep going uh this is radio you got to press yeah, on i think we want to check the box you know we want to just be like okay i'm done i've done spirituality moving on and it's deeper and more painful and more long term than that when it's a heart change and a root change
0: mm, mm. 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 Uh, so you used an illustration at this point talking about false gospel is like looking at your fruit Basically, not again, all of these, none of these are quotes of you. These are all paraphrases of you. I keep saying you said, and, but <laughs> uh, false gospel would be like looking at yourself, your fruit, um, not seeing any fruit. So you buy fake fruit and you glue it on. Yeah. And then you showed a YouTube video. No, you said you found a YouTube video, showed a picture from it mm-hmm. of a guy eating styrofoam fruit worst sound in the world and I already used my joke but <laughs> so I brought some fruit for you guys to eat
2: <laughs> take a bite that'd be fun Good. to record that which triggered <laughs> no, someone else <laughs> no, not. in you our congregation to, to send me another disgusting video of like a hot dog pie <laughs> it was so gross <laughs> oh Wait, I watched why? the whole
0: thing why do people do that? everyone is please, please email your videos <laughs> is that Dave? the video Steve Guest sent us I haven't opened it yet no different one okay. it's from
2: somebody else uh, okay,
0: uh, yeah. I'm nervous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was so bad, and I quoted a Radiohead song, so I get um, cool dude points. That's, for that's the week. my favorite Radiohead song. But you said don't listen one, to it, right?
0: Didn't you say don't listen to it, or is that something? No, different? I said don't watch the video. The song's worth oh. listening to. Oh, okay, cool. And there are a
2: couple of good redos of the song as well. David, uh, what's his name?
0: David Copperfield.
2: No, can't remember. Guy from that
0: was Austin. <laughs> I'm funny. Laugh at my jokes. <laughs> David, <laughs> David
1: from Austin. <laughs> David from Austin. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I um, think there's more than one David know. in I d- Austin. I don't have great. Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> hm. I don't have I I don't feel like I have a lot of content for this part from my notes. Mm-hmm. But you you here's one I got. Mm-hmm. You said that there's um uh real plants and real wood have real health benefits in buildings. So my question is where's ours, and when am I getting a wood floor in my office? Mm, you nice. have wood in here right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's tr- I see it. Yeah, You're that's real true. Wood.
2: You have real wood shelves. There's yeah. my
0: real health benefit from the, the build. Ow, splinter! <laughs> I hope you really got one. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs>
2: He's so conflicted, sorry. dear listener.
0: Uh, anyways, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And uh, we're looking at remodeling the children's, um, let's mm-hmm. call it a wing. Children's wing. Children's wing. wing. We're and, thinking uh, of
2: using styrofoam on all surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, as, we're not. No, as we're long not. as it's edible styrofoam. <laughs> all uh, the
0: fruit
1: must be wooden. I yes.
0: did I did see a, uh, a mock-up drawing of it that had wood floors. Mm. I'm assuming we won't actually do that, but yeah. I would love to do some, even if it's yeah. fake,
2: real wood floors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, said... David Rodriguez is his name. He did a great cover of Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Y- y'all, hold on. Rodriguez.
0: Cr- oh, Chris oh, yeah, is trying I to bring know. us Austin. back in. I don't Sorry, know. Chris no. has a notebook. That's David
1: from Austin. I <laughs> yeah. like that guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was from Austin. He's so good. <laughs> He's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, you said you said one thing that I really loved. That you said the non-Christian response to sin is there's that thing over there that made me do mm-hmm. it. Um, And I mean, I guess attaching that to the false gospels are artificial. Like, so, so being real is a, not, not having this false marketing campaign of pretending to be something you're not, but that's Mm -hmm. also owning up to the things you need to repent of and that you actually do. And, and, you you know, Mm -hmm. confessing and and walking in the light in that way is such a huge part of it. And I don't think I had really gotten to that, thought about that part of it i thought about the Mm -hmm. i'm actively trying to show myself as better than i am but i hadn't thought of the and i'm going to god and owning the ways that i've fallen short and asking for his help so Hmm. um i thought
2: that was which yeah i don't know is it okay if i butt in here no Uh, not okay don't talk (laughs) sorry well david from austin says you can do it i'm bouncing off of your thing on confession. So, that's a big central part of recovery. And so, often we look back at our childhood when we're doing that deep work, and the danger is that we blame it on our childhood. So, we're externalizing, I'm not guilty of sin, the people that sinned against me are. And that would be wrong. That that would be fitting what I said in that quote. Like, we want to point away from us to that thing out there. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to really do the pointing out the other people's sin when they hurt us so Mm. that we can own our sinful response. You know, so like if I was abused and then I started using drugs, well, that was a sinful response to the abuse. And I've got to point out the abuse. Like I have to kind of work back through that. And that gets all jumbled for us because we swing back and forth. You know, like we recognize that people are, are putting the responsibility on someone that hurt them. So we don't want to do that. And so then we run from doing it at all, you know, when... I think both have to happen together. So I just I just wanted to clarify that. So it's helpful to do that work of saying, in my childhood, this hurtful thing happened, and that was a sin. But then I've got to own my responsibility, and I sinned in this way mm. in response to that. Um mm. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but, mm. I, I think you kind of started ans- mm-hmm. started answering what I was going to ask right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what so how do, how do we change? What does that happen mm. and uh, it starts with confession, we would mm-hmm. say, right? And then yeah. I th- think you talked about in your sermon, but the next step would be you know, to work through it in community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I guess the next step is to serve on a team, right? Serve on a team. <laughs> <laughs> join a group. Gather, gather, gather join, worship. serve. Gather, serve, join.
2: serve, join. Gather, serve, join. To
0: clarify for everyone listening, it is not a one, two, three order of operations mm-hmm. there. That yes. is a continual process that's happening it's one, uh, more uh, of a 159
1: but well, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't even know what to do with that but the thought of, <laughs> i was thinking sorry, about I'm as sick. you were talking and more hot tea. The, as you were talking and the confession thing made me think of uh, i was just talking to someone and the verse cast your cares on the lord for he cares for you mm. there's there's a action that has to happen well there's two things you have to actually identify your cares and then do the work Ooh. of of handing them over and so I think that's a actually beautiful picture of conf- what confession is, is actually saying like the care of guilt, right? I have this I have this weight upon me, and only you can help change my desires. Only you can deal with the wrong that I've done, um, but also the this worry of what people will think about me. That whole the mar- again the marketing campaign, the artificialness is like n- just taking a moment to recognize right. And now I am tempted to, to show off as something better than I am. And that that's showing mm-hmm. a, like you said, the sin under the sin, the, the temptation I have to rely on my own strength or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever but there's this real care there. There's this real, um, hurt yeah. or something. And, and again, it's like, you don't skip over that. You have to Say, so that's their, God, can you take it?
2: Can you and, help me with this? And other people's lives, dear listener, are just as messed up as yours. Don't mm. fall for the lie. Mm. The social media lie, especially. But I think yeah. this has always happened even before social media. We think, oh, people over there, they don't have the struggle, so I'm embarrassed to bring it up. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, they're not really struggling. Everything's cool for them. And you're like, no, everybody's struggling. It's just a matter of how much, when, how much we talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah.
0: yeah i I... I'm going to move towards ending mm-hmm. with, with kind of how you ended. You ended talking about Ezekiel 47. You mm-hmm. talked about Revelation 22. And uh, I, I guess the picture of the new heavens, new earth, all things mm. being made new, life coming out of uh, brokenness and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dust and ashes. And I don't know. I just I want to remind myself, remind ourselves, mm. remind you, dear listener, that... That there is hope, right? That mm. even yeah. when we're looking at all these, these like really, I guess, almost downer mm-hmm. ideas and things that yeah. aren't fun to look at, and your toilets are overflowing <laughs> with garbage and yeah. sewage, and we don't want to deal with cutting things out, like. Mm-hmm. But th- but there's hope, and the hope yeah. is is new life, right?
2: Yeah. So one of our theology nerds at our church came, and uh, I mean that in the best sense possible. I think he'll take it as a compliment. He came up and he's like, oh, I was listening to a sermon. And that, that verse from Titus in Titus 3 where he talks about the washing of regeneration is this word that has this like big cosmic renewal of all things sense to it. And I was like, oh, I totally forgotten that. So it, mm. even, it even like went even better with the prophetic stuff from Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22. It's pretty cool. Mm.
1: I thought another good thing in closing could be cool. Can you tell us the positive statement of each of these? We've said false gospels are religious. What is the real gospel? That's the opposite of that.
2: It's a person. Mm. I think it's mm. Jesus. Relationship.
1: Mm. Yep. The false gospels are cancerous. Life-giving. I mean, I think that's
2: the whole sound. Sound yeah. teaching. Sound. You know, it's that gesund word. Healthy, it, life-giving.
1: Yeah, and it's great because it is. Can, you know, cancer metastasized, but mm. the, the we t- the what's is it the leaven or uh, oh yeah the well, leaven and the mustard seed yeah, yeah uses a couple it of grows and it grows and it. spreads and it
2: grows. You don't think yeah. it is. You do know, You're not sure if it's growing, but it's growing. Mm. Um, and the last one, what was the last one? False Artificial. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess deep heart roots. Real, real, new. real. Yeah. You get a new internal, heart, I guess. internal. Yeah. You're a new
0: creation. Yeah. Hmm. Well, real recognize real.
1: Real. Real.
0: Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Sunday <laughs> Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church Podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more sermon recordings, for podcasts, to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org hit that smash that like button hit the subscribe and uh do all those things (coughs) tell your friends
1: yeah i was gonna say that if you like the podcast really do tell people about it if you want them to hear our random ideas
0: no no don't tell people just smash the like button. (laughs) smash it no
2: human contact